show them to all. Today's office is Dharma Daf Memches. We are starting Mem Zayin Omebeis on the bottom with the brand new Mishnah. And today's office sponsor Lili Nishmas, Mars Meir Mzara, Basav Yaakov, Maisha, Her Nisham should have an Aliyah. And Lili Nishmas, Mars Rivka, Basav Meir Zev, Her Nisham should have an Aliyah. And in honor of the yard site of Miss Meryl Seawick, Mars Masha Rachel, Basav Aaron, Oleha Hashalim, Her Nisham should have an Aliyah. And she should be a Melet Yashir for her family and all of Klal Yisrael. And Mishnah tells us, let's say Ruvain tells Shimon, Hareni Olecha Cherem, I am Cherem unto you. Hamudar Asr, so the Mudar, the one that had the nether made on him, which is Shimon, he's also to benefit from Ruvain. Let's say Ruvain said, Hare atolai cherem, your cherem onto me, hanoider aser. So the one that made the nether, he's aser, Ruvain's not to benefit from Shimon. Let's say Ruvain said, Hareni olechav atolai, I'm onto you and you're onto me, so shnei masurin. Both of them are also to benefit from each other. Now, even though they're both also to benefit from each other, ushnei mutarin bedavashal oile bavel, both of them are much to benefit from something which has to do with oile bavel, memchasaman alpha on the top, vasurin bedavashal oisa ir. But they're also to benefit from something from that city. Now, what does that mean, Davershal Oile Bavel? So the Oile Bavel, those that came up from Bavel to rebuild the second base of Mikdash, declared certain public things hefker for all to use. It might be what we call national property. As opposed to things that are Davershal Oisa Ir, they're not hefker like Davershal Oile Bavel, they're actually jointly owned by everyone in the city. So the mission continues, Vezu Davershal Oile Bavel, what is considered something which is Shal Oile Bavel? Kugain, for example, Harabais, the Temple Mount, Vahazarais, and all the different Azarais, Vahabar Shabam Tzaderech, and a water pit or a water cistern in the middle of the road. These are things that are hefker and everyone's allowed to use them. So even though Reuven and Shimon are not allowed to derive benefit from each other, they are allowed to derive benefit from these things. What's considered for example, Harachava, the main town square, and the bathhouse of the city, and the shoal of the city, which is either the Aron Kodesh or the Bima, and different Svarim that people use. These things that we just mentioned, every single person in the city has a chilek in them, so therefore Reuven's not allowed to use them because that means he's benefiting from Shimon, and Shimon's not allowed to use them because he's benefiting from Reuven. But now the Mishnah continues, and the Gemara is going to explain that this following statement in the Mishnah is coming to tell us how are they able to get out of this sticky situation that they're in. If he writes over his chilek in these things over to the nasi, meaning he's giving his chilek in these things shall also ear over to the nasi, so then the other person is allowed to benefit from them. Now Rabbi Huda, Rabbi Huda says, He doesn't have to write them over to the nasi, he can even give them to a hedyot, even to a random person, just mobbing what's the difference if he decides to give his share in these things to the nasi or to a hedyot? If he writes over his share in these things to the Nasi, so as a chia, a Kenyan for the Nasi, doesn't have to take place. It's considered like it automatically is owned by the Nasi. But Lahedyat, if he decides to write over his share to a Hedyat, there has to be as a chia that takes place. Whether he's writing it to a Nasi or to a Hedyat, there has to be as a chia that takes place. The only reason why Nasi was mentioned is because that's what was common. Now let's just clarify what exactly writing over his share to the Nasi or to somebody else helps. So again, Ruvain's not derived benefit from Shimon and Shimon's not derived benefit from Ruvain. However, if Ruvain writes over his share in these things to somebody else, which means that he's giving over his rights in these things to somebody else, so now he doesn't have part of it anymore and Shimon is allowed to benefit from it. And if Shimon would do the same thing, so Ruvain would be allowed to benefit from it. Now, the machalik between Rabbi Huda and the Chachamim is that Rabbi Huda holds that the Nasi has a stronger power of Kenyan. So the moment the person writes over in a shtar that he's giving his rights of these things over to the Nasi, it's considered like the Nasi was automatically kind of them. However, if he's writing them over to a hedyet, a regular person, a random person, so an actual Kenyan has to take place for that person to be able to kind of those shares. Now, the Chum hold it doesn't make a difference. A Kenyan has to take place either way. The 
only reason why we mentioned Nasi specifically is because it was more common for people to give it over to the Nasi. Why would Ruvain, for example, want to be mocking his shares in these public properties to the Nasi specifically and not to somebody else? That's because he's taking a risk when he's being mocking his properties over. It's possible that once Ruvain's mocking his right in these public properties over to somebody else, that person can say, now that I own your share in this public property, I'm asking you from using these things. And then Ruvain's going to be stuck and he's not going to be able to use it at all. Therefore, the wisest thing is to be mocking over to the Nasi and the Nasi most probably is not going to ask anyone from using this public property. And the mission concludes, Rabbi Huda, Rabbi Huda says, The people of Gadol, they don't have to write over anything to the Nasi or to somebody else, because their forefathers already wrote their portion over to the Nasi. And we're going to see in the Gemara exactly why. So the Gemara begins with a question that we already know the answer to. Why, if he writes over his chilek to the Nasi, should he be usher? Right now, the Gemara is understanding that when the Mishnah says, that means that when a person writes his portion over to the Nasi, he's not allowed to benefit from it anymore. But why would that be? Just because he's writing over his portion to the Nasi, why should he not be allowed to benefit from it? So Amar Avshesha, so Avshesha answers, this is exactly how we learned our Mishnah. This is what the Mishnah is saying. What's the remedy for their sticky situation that they're in? Ruven can't benefit from Shimon, Shimon can't benefit from Ruven, so they should write their chalik over to the Nasi, and then they'll be able to use this public property. Now these lines in the parentheses are really just a quote in the Mishnah. They're not adding anything in. We don't have any Gemara on them. So we're going to skip down to the two dots. Rabbi Huda Amir, Rabbi Huda had said in our Mishnah, the people of Galil do not have to do this because their forefathers already wrote it for them. Natanya, we have a bride, Rabbi Huda Amir, Rabbi Huda says, the people of Galil, they're Kantarin, they're cantankerous, they're belligerent people. They always start up with each other. And it was common practice that they would say, you can't get benefit from me. Well, you can't get benefit from me. And they're always getting into fights like this. So I'm always saying their forefathers got up and they wrote over their chilek to the Nasi, meaning these original people in Galil officially established that everyone's share in the public property is automatically given over to the Nasi. So now there's no need for them to write over their own personal chilek to the Nasi when they make an edder on each other because it was already done for them. And the mission continues with a case that we already had multiple times in the Masechta. Here's the original source for it. Someone is mudar from his friend. He doesn't have what to eat. Shemin's not drive benefit from Ruvain and Shemin doesn't have what to eat. Ruvain can give food to somebody else for a present, and now Shimon is allowed to benefit from that food because it's not Reuven's anymore. Now, my so there's a story about Echad Beis with someone in Beis Chayrin, Shahaya Aviv Neider Hemenu Hana, that his father had a neder of Isra Hana, it's better to use Lashon of Mudar Hemenu Hana, that he had made a neder on his father, that his father's not allowed to benefit from him. So let's just put names to this. Yaakov made a neder on his father Yitzchak, that Yitzchak's not allowed to benefit from him. However, he was marrying off his son. Yaakov's son Reuven was getting married. Now, Yaakov wanted his father Yitzchak to come to the Chasna. So, he told his friend, the chatzar that the chasun is going to be in, meaning the wedding hall, and the suda, meaning the wedding suda, they're given to you, here they're yours. This is so that my father can come and eat the suda with us. Now the suda is not mine, so he's not benefiting from me, he's benefiting from you, so he can come to the chasun of his grandson. So I'm this friend of Yaakov said, if you're telling me they're mine, I'm being makish everything with Shemayim. So I'm relay. Yaakov told his friend, did I really give you everything of mine? Did I give you the chasen hall and the suda so you can be makdish them l'shamayim? So Amrulai, his friend, retorted to him, You gave me yours, so that you and your father could sit and eat and appease each other. And there's going to be a sin on this person's head, meaning I'm going to have a sin on my head that I facilitated your father driving benefit from you. If you're telling me that I can be makdish it, so it means you're not really giving it to me, and I'm facilitating this avera of your father eating with you. So Amrulai said, any gift that if the receiver,
receiver would be makdashit. It's not considered hektesh, so that's not considered a proper gift. And same thing over here. Yaakov gifted his friend with a chasana hall in the Suda, but he tried to make it hektesh and it wasn't valid, so we see it's not really a proper gift, and the whole thing is really just one big joke. It was a ploy in order to get his father to come, but it didn't work. But now the Gemara asks, my solistar, is the Mishnah coming to bring his story to contradict what we said in the beginning of the Mishnah? The beginning of the Mishnah said that when Shimon can't have enough from Ruvain, Ruvain could give his food to somebody else, and that somebody else could give that food to Shimon. But then we brought a story that seemed to be the exact opposite. The Yaakov cannot give his food and the Chasana Suda and the Chasana Hall to somebody else so that Yaakov's father can come. So where says no Chasuri Mechsur, there's something missing in the Mishnah of Ahachikitani, and this is really what should be taught. If the end of the whole story, the end of his statement proves what his intention was really in the beginning, Asr, so then it's Asr to do this. And there was a story with this person in Beis Chayron that what happened at the end of the story clarified what his intention really was in the beginning, that he never really intended to gift this thing to his friend, and therefore it's not a valid gift. However, the Rish of the Mishnah is true. If Ruvain really 100% gives a gift of this food to somebody else, that somebody else could give the food to Shimon, and there's no problem. Now, Rava, Rava comments, This that we said in our Mishnah, that this gift of Yaakov to his friend is not valid, is only if he told him, it's in front of you, here it's for you, only so that my father can come. So it's very clear that the only reason why it's being gifted is so that the father could come. But if he told his friend, they should be in front of you, my father should come. So he's just telling his friend that it should be up to your discretion. I really hope that you're going to let my father come. I'm giving it to you because my hope is that my father is going to be able to show up to the Suda. But there's no clear stipulation. I'm only giving it to you as long as my father could come. Now, some say it a different way that Rava said, don't say the reason why the case in our mission is Asr is because he specified, I'm giving it to you so that my father can come. But if he told his friend, here it's in front of you, my father should come and eat, meaning he didn't make a clear stipulation that the gift was only so that the father could come, mutter, you might think that it's mutter, don't say that. Even if he uses very general Lashon, here you could take it, and I hope my father can come. Usser, it's still Usser. My time away is that. That's because the Suda proves what his intention is. Even though he never actually verbalized the words, I'm only giving it to you so that my father can come, it's very clear from this entire situation that the reason why he's gifting his friend with the Suda is so that his father can come, and even in such a situation, it would not be a valid gift, and his father wouldn't be able to come. And the Gwarim Chasam HaBez on the top continues, there was a fellow the Havalei Bura, the Havashamet Kipi the Kisna, his son stole bundles of flax. He was a flax ganiv. He answered all of his Nechasim on his son. He wasn't interested in giving his son anything because his son's a flax ganiv. Now, Malay, they asked his fellow, My, let's say your grandson turns out to be a yeshiva man. He turns out to be a Talmud Chacham. What would you say in that case? Do you really want your grandson not to be able to benefit from any of your property? So, Amalai, and he told him, Let this one, meaning my son, be kind of my property. And if my grandson turns out to be a Talmud Chacham, so then he should be kind it, meaning my son is just a medium of Kenyan to my grandson if my grandson turns out to be a Talmud Chacham. So the Gemara asks, my, what's the halacha in this case? Does this work? Does the Kenyan to his son in order to give it to his grandson work? So Amri Pumbadisai, people in Pumbadisai said, this is a situation of you be kind it in order to be making it to somebody else. And anytime we have such a situation, here, you be kind of this, only so that you could be making it to another person, that's not a valid Kenyan. Now, Rav Nachman, Rav Nachman argues, and he says, Kani, he is kind in this case. 
case, meaning this is a valid Kenyan. To ha sudra, Kenyal Manas Lahaknaisu, a Kenyan Sudr, which is very classic, is a Kenyal Manas Lahaknais. Now, what exactly is a Kenyan Sudr? So, this is a type of Kenyan Khalipin, which is an exchange. A standard Kenyan Khalipin is where an exchange of items is taking place. Reuben is kind of Shimon's object, Shimon is automatically kind of Reuben's. Now, there's this type of Khalipin called Kenyan Sudr, in which only one party is being kind of something, but that Kenyan is still affected through a Khalipin. For example, let's say Reuben is selling Shimon his field. One of the ways Shimon can be kind of it is if he gives Reuven his suder, his kerchief, and it doesn't have to be a suder, it could be a pen or a yarmulke or something of the sort, and then when Reuven does hagba, when he lifts the suder, when he's kind of the suder, Shimon is kind of the field in exchange of that. What happens afterwards is that Reuven gives back the suder. So we see that a Kenyan suder is only a kini al-manas Here, you be kind of the suder so that I can be kind of something else. And so we see that it's valid, so to over here, when the father was makna this property to his son, only on condition that he's makna to his grandson, when his grandson becomes Talmud Chacham, so it's valid according to Rav Nachman. But now, Amr Avash Rav Ashi asks on Rav Nachman, Uman Malon, who told us the Sudra, in the case of a Kenyan Sudr, e that if he grabs it, it's not going to be valid, meaning in the case of Kenyan Sudr, where Shimon gave his Sudr to Ruvain so that he could be kind of Ruvain's field, let's say Ruvain decides to keep the Sudr, who says that he's not going to be kind of that Sudr, and therefore it wouldn't be like a standard Kenyal Manas Lahaknais case, because in a Kenyal Manas Lahaknais, the middleman, the one that's being kind of something in order to be makna to somebody else, if he decides to keep that item, he's not kind of that item. So you have Nachman can't bring a raya from the case of Kenyan Sudr to what we're discussing over here. But and furthermore, even if you want to say that I'm wrong in the case of Sudr and the person that did Hagba, he made a Kenyan on the Sudr, if he decides to keep it, he's not allowed to keep it. Still, I have a question on you. Sudr, a case of Kenyan Sudr, Kani Amanas Lahaknais, it's a case of Kani Amanas Lahaknais, be kind of it in order to be makna it over. However, of a Kani Minhashta, it's something that affects a Kenyan right now, right the very moment when Shimon gives his Sudr to Ruvain and Ruvain is kind of that Sudr, automatically Ruvain's property is given to Shimon. Whereas Halein Nechassim Dehadein, these Nechassim of this fellow, the Nechassim that he's giving over to his son, the Flax Ganiv, Lehemasai when is it that his grandson's going to be kind of them? L'chihava Barbreitz from Rabbanon. That's only when his grandson becomes the Hamad Chacham. Well, L'chihava, when that actually happens, Hadar Sudr Lamari. The Sudr was already given back to the one that owns it, and there's no ability for the Kenya to take place. So that's the question Rav Ashi has in Rav Nachman. However, Rav Nachman stands by his own that this Kenyal Manas Lahaknais, the father giving his property over to his son, the Flax Ganev, in order to be it over to his grandson when he becomes a Talmud Chacham, is valid, according to Rav Nachman. But now, Amalei Rav Lerav Nachman, Rav asked the question of Rav Nachman, about Matnas Beis Chayron, the case that we had in our Mishnah, the Matnas Beis Chayron, where this fellow, whose father wasn't allowed to have benefit from him, gave the Chasen Hall to his friend, the Kenyal Manas Lahaknais, who, that's a case of Kenyal Manas Lahaknais, like a Kani, and we see that the Kenyan is not valid. We said very clearly in our Mishnah that the father is not allowed to come to the Chasen Suda because it wasn't a valid Kenyan. So, how's Rav Nachman going to answer for that? So, the Gemara tells us, Zimnin Amar Sometimes he answered this, the only reason why our Mishnah doesn't work is because, as we said previously, the Suda made it very clear that his intention was never really to be Machnet to his friend, and he only wanted to do it as a ploy so that his father could come to the Suda. And sometimes he answered him, Really, our Mishnah is Rebbe Yezer. The Amr Rebbe Yezer says, Even Vitor is Asr by Muder Hana. Our Mishnah is not really Rebbe Yezer because we're not talking about Vitor, but we just learn a lesson from Shittas Rebbe Yezer. As we have learned, Vitor refers to something that one is mevater on. For example, people allow others to walk into or through their property without having to pay. Now, as we had said, Rebbe Yezer is machmer with Nadarim that Vitor is Asr. And so the same way that Rebbe Yezer is machmer with Vitor, because Nadarim are very chamer, so too, even though in a usual Mominus case, a limited Kenyan, such as Kenyal Manas Lahaknais, is a valid Kenyan, 
But with Nidarim, we're machmir that it doesn't work, and therefore our Mishnah is machmir even according to Rav Nachman. Now, another question on Rav Nachman, Tanan, our Mishnah had said, Amru Chachamim, the Chachamim said, Komatana Sheena, Sheim Hikdisha Temekudeshes, Ain Matana. Any Matana that's given over, that if the person who received the Matana is not able to be Makdashit, so then it's not considered a valid Matana. So now we ask, Kol Asuye Mai, what are we coming to include by saying, Kol Matana, any Matana, unless we come to include something, Lavla Asuye Ham Milson Deshadi Bikipi, are we coming to include the situation that we started discussing at the top of this page of the Flax Ganiv, and that means that when the father's makna his property to his Flax Ganiv son, in order to be makdid to his grandson, that would not work because if his son wants to be makdish those properties, he would not be able to be makdish them. So Gemara says, Loy, that's not a raya. It's coming to include the second lashon of what Rava had said on the bottom of Memchas Amr Aleph, that this matana is not a real matana, that he doesn't really have intent to be makna the suda and the chasna over to his friend, and it's really just a ploy to get his father in there, so that's not a valid matana. It's not necessarily including the case of the flax robber's son, and therefore, Rav Nachman hasn't been disproven. Hajar al-Hashotfin, Mazda for finishing the fifth parak of Masachat Zudarm, just like we were going to finish this parak together, we should be going to finish all the Masachat together, and of course, all of Shas together. We're going to stop here for the day, pick up tomorrow with a brand new parak. For now, everyone should have a wonderful day.